Welcome to Hashtag Influencer, hosted by Babblebox CEO Sherry Langbert. Sherry interviews the world's biggest brands, agencies, and influencers to uncover their influencer marketing secrets to success. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review Hashtag Influencer wherever you get your podcasts from. On this week's episode, Sherry is joined by Barack Orenstein, Global Marketing Director for Else Nutrition. Barack previously served as Chief Marketing Officer at Ahava, an Israeli vegan skincare company, as well as Global Communications Director at SodaStream. We hope you enjoy. Hi, Barack. Hi, Sherry. It's great to be with you. So I'm inspired by your background and press. It's amazing what you've done. Could you tell us, I mean, you're a marketing executive that's worked with amazing brands. You know, tell us a little bit more about your journey as a marketer. Certainly. So this year, I'm, uh, I reached a milestone and I'm at uh, 20 years uh, within my marketing career. I, I started off my marketing career in uh, L'Oreal in Canada, which was essentially my, my school for marketing. Um, so the beauty, the beauty business, and it was a great school for marketing. And then I moved on to uh, brands such as Danone, and I was marketing director for, for Evian in Canada. And then I had a, a calling to try to shift gears and, and uh, looked across across the ponds to Israel. And I moved to Israel uh, with a job for SodaStream, where I was a marketing communications director. That was a really, uh, really interesting role, going from uh, Evian water to bubbly water at, <laughs> uh, at SodaStream. Mm-hmm. And then my marketing career has essentially kind of uh, transposed me from the highest places uh, on earth, like the Alps and uh, working on Evian water to the, to the lowest places on earth, like the, the Dead Sea for yep. Hava, which is the, the vegan cosmetics brand. And, and now I'm finding, uh, I'm in Else Nutrition, which is a relatively new publicly traded uh, startup in Israel, specializing in reshaping early childhood nutrition. And you're reshaping it in a way, and tell me if I'm wrong, but like we're talking about like Gardein, Beyond Meat, but like in a different way, package and form for toddlers and babies, right? Exactly, exactly. So we like to say it's uh, and it's baby nutrition reimagined. So essentially, we have moving in the direction of the plant-based boom that we're seeing across the world. And there's the, the impossibles, the Beyond Meats of the world, and many, many categories for adults, but you know, where, what about babies and what about toddlers and what about our youngest uh, and most vulnerable? Like, shouldn't we be giving them a healthy start? So Else was uh, founded by, by three co-founders with a lot of experience in infant nutrition with the likes of Abbott and uh, Materna, which was acquired by Nestle. It was born out of a real pain point. One of the co-founders' granddaughters was suffering from a cow milk protein allergy uh, at around 11 months, and she wouldn't tolerate any of the formulas on the market. So the caring grandfather, who's one of our co-founders, he recalled uh, an old family recipe uh, incorporating uh, almond butter. That was the very uh, genesis and uh, you know uh, first step in uh, developing a formula, which took seven years of, of uh, R&D and development to perfect. And it's uh, extremely close to the uh, breast milk uh, gold standard composition values. So the essential proteins, essential fatty acids, and um, the macronutrients. So it's really the 
the first real the first real alternative to uh, dairy and soy in terms of formula and the the baby formula market has has been dominated for 120 years by by dairy and soy and we're bringing here a real next gen and new alternative for uh, the next generation. So really reimagining things, clean label, plant-based, whole food-based. It's a, it's a really a, a, new, a new way of looking at, uh, at baby, toddler, and uh, toddler formulation. It's amazing. My son actually, you know, he had allergies to milk when he was born. So, and I'm not a plant-based person. So is it, you know, do you see that it's just, you know, people who have kids who are, have those allergies, or is it more like the parents who are plant-based who want their children to just be eating plant-based or a combination? Great question. Yeah, it's certainly a a combination. So when we went into it, we were really looking at the early adopter groups. So we were looking at vegans, flexitarians, plant-based, plant-based lifestyle. And uh, that was definitely one of the groups we were looking at. And then certainly solving a pain point for those who are allergic to uh, cow's milk and soy uh, as well. So the sensitive um, allergy, uh, allergy market, and as well as the health conscious. And really, you know, we've been receiving amazing response to the, to the product. Really, it's uh, being perceived, uh, you know, as a, as a Netflix uh, or a, mm-hmm. Airbnb of the baby nutrition industry. So something a unicorn. Yeah. And a real paradigm shift. So we're seeing real, we're getting real emotional uh, outreach and touching stories from parents who, you know, they said their kids wouldn't tolerate anything. And it's really been helping them uh, add viability to their diet, um, really addressing that deep pain points and other parents just simply happy to give their, their children something that's clean, whole food based, good nutrition. That's good for good for baby and good for the planet as well. It's interesting. One of the first brands that we ever wrote, the first brand that ever gave me a shot was Gardein. And yeah. I've seen how far they've come. I mean, I think they were acquired by ConAgra at this point, but I mean, I remember they're like, okay, we'll try doing some stuff with influencers. And I was like, oh, this is, you know, but um, it's interesting how this market has evolved and how massive and the benefits within it. Absolutely. Absolutely. So the, the plant-based boom is, uh, is in full swing and, it, and definitely, you know, we see that in the U.S. market, the plant-based uh, grocery category has, has been vastly outpacing um, the regular non-plant-based uh, products. And we, we definitely felt that it's time to uh, disrupt, rethink for babies and toddlers uh, so that they're not left behind and that they have really the same choices that their their parents do when it comes to nutrition so we really believe that food is values and you know what people choose to give their their children um you know really says a lot and, and we want to help them empower them with more sustainable better for child options did the product start distribution in israel or did you right away like where like i know it's new so it's relatively new so is it everywhere or we started the product launch our, our first market is the us the us market um, so we're focused on North America, um, and we launched on .com in the middle of August of this year, amid uh, a very interesting uh, <laughs> climate, as we all know. And um, it's forced us to make really, um, really strategic decisions and about where we focus and how we build our marketing platforms. But it's also interesting, and, and it's been an interesting challenge to launch a new to the market. Uh, baby formula based on a totally you know different protein source that hasn't existed to date, and do it first 
you know, in, in online in such a category where trust is such a factor and, you know, consumers haven't yet been exposed to us. Um, they will be very soon at the at retail retail stores. So we started in the U.S. as our focus and uh, Canada as well. And we recently, um, about a month and a half ago, went uh, started our our Amazon business, and we quickly became one of the the top selling SKUs in the baby and toddler category within Amazon's new new products in, in that category. Wow! And we're expecting to roll out retail. Uh, at a national retail chain, about uh, several hundred stores in Q1, and really um, develop robust retail distribution in the U.S. And obviously, we have our sights on other markets because we've had outpouring of um, requests and a need from parents around the world. It's a universal need to you know want to feed feed your your children uh, clean label, organic, mm-hmm. uh, whole food based um, nutrition. So given all this whole climate, I mean, obviously you can't do samplings or things like that, or can you? Like, what are some of the unique, what's been like some of the most successful tactics from an awareness perspective that you've done? We've definitely um, had to have, had, had to think and rethink. So initially what we, we had plans to be at Expo West uh, mm-hmm. you know, physically back in March and uh, build, build our exposure there, at least on the, on the trade front. And you know, it's. I think it's forced us to make some some really good uh, and interesting decisions on the marketing front. Our program has really been, I would say, a triad of paid marketing on on social on the social fronts uh, via you know the face Facebook and Instagrams uh, of the world to help us build build awareness and do prospecting. But definitely, influencer marketing has been a, a core focus of ours, and it's um, it's proving quite uh, successful. So we've teamed up with micro-influencers, with macro-influencers. We, we've had a, an ongoing uh, relationship with Hilaria Baldwin, um, who's quite influential in the, in the mom and parenting space and uh, health and wellness. She has uh, her, own, um, her own book and her own podcast, and she's been great. And she actually discovered the brand organically. She was looking for it, looking for a solution and Googling uh, to find such a solution. And she, she actually expressed interest. So we've cultivated a really great relationship there and um, uh, influencers has been a, a huge part of the mix and then we've also done PR as well so so trying to to gain uh, awareness and exposure in uh, both trade publications and also consumer lifestyle parenting publications I mean that's got to be hard uh, in terms of like I know traditionally like there's death sides or there's you know you could do you know, one-on-ones or magazines will invite you to come see them. Like, what are you doing to, with all these editors and reporters at home? How do you, you know, kind of make an impact on them? Yeah, I think definitely uh, as a result of the, you know, the COVID climate and the new realities that we've been seeing, I think uh, PR has been more challenging. And then we've, we've had um, definitely, it's, it's propelled us, I think, even further into influencers. So Influencers has been really interesting. It's been both um, uh, proactive and reactive. We've been reaching out to uh, various verticals of influencers uh, who we think are deem, deem are a great fit for the brand, be they mommy bloggers, nutritionists, vegan experts, um, early childhood nutrition influencers. Um, but also we've uh, been receiving uh, through the awareness that we've cultivated um, online, we've been receiving many, many requests from influencers. And we've had some really, really great kind of uh, serendipitous 
partnerships that come out of that. So, you know, there's, we have, we have some influencers, for example, who specialize just in evaluating formulas on the market. That's really their, their niche and their vertical and their, their expertise. And it's, you know, maybe six, six, 7,000 followers, but really, really high engagement and people really trust her. And um, we've been able to for, uh, formulate a really nice, pun intended, formulate a really nice uh, <laughs> relationship relationship there. So influencers has been great for us. I mean, we've been doing a lot, uh, a lot with, uh, with influencers. We've been focused on, on Instagram and getting uh, stories. We recently partnered with Ali Fedotowski, who is uh, of the Bachelor, Bachelor Nation. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, taken a real liking to the product with her with her two kids, and we saw, you know, we track everything. Obviously, what gets uh, what gets uh, measured gets gets improved, and we've been uh, really, really meticulously uh, testing everything that we do. And she, she in particular, was was really great, and, and has a really ardent, passionate group of followers. So she she really skyrocketed our sales uh, in, in the weeks that we worked with her. So, but everything from micro-influencers who have maybe around 5,000 followers to the macro-influencers, so 930,000 followers and 900,000 followers between uh, Ali and Hilaria, respectively. But we definitely had a real eclectic mix and, and uh, we're getting the word out there. We're starting to hear from people. You know, we're seeing you at, we're seeing Elsa nutrition everywhere. And, and that's just, that's really good feedback to, to be hearing. And we're really tapping into the trust factor, which in our category is, you know, that's barrier number one. It's, it's nutrition. It's an ingestible parents are, it's a very emotionally charged category. Um, you know, we have to establish trust. So we've also been working with uh, pediatricians and nutritionists who, as well as uh, influencers, uh, to really help us build build trust, and it's it's been really authentic. People have been, uh, you know, trying out the product with their kids at home during these times, and um, it's been a it's really been a win win scenario. That's amazing. So I know you talk a little bit, and you said stories, and I just am fascinated with the whole Instagram stories, and I'd love to hear from you. What pieces of content, not in terms of how big the audience is, but do you see that reels works better than stories or videos? Like, what do you think performs the best when it comes to content? I mean, we did a mix at the beginning between video and static posts, and uh, for us, video hands down was was a winner. Uh, maybe not surprisingly, in our uh, space with uh, babies and toddlers being so. Uh, so lovable and so visual. It's been really the magic has really been in, in tapping into um, not script, you know, not providing too much, um, you know, not not providing too much direction to the influencers, just letting them really run with it and have an authentic experience uh, with with their child. So they'll try it. They'll try the product and you know, smoothies, oatmeal, or just uh, mixed with water um, and. Just seeing the amazing reactions and the, that that occur, and uh, kids always say the, the the funniest things, and just really really having those uh, those moments, those authentic moments. That's really what's been best for us. In addition to parents, really, um, and in, influencer parents, just just saying how it's impacted uh, their lives and touched their lives, and and uh, you know whether it's a picky eater um, that some days eats. Uh, eats what seemingly is just air that they won't eat anything and, and they finally get them to eat um you know get get nutrition uh through else 
mm-hmm. to those who may be suffering from a um, cow milk protein allergy, and it's really really helped them um, help them. So really, it's it's just real moments that that's really performed the best for us, and and we've been we've also been in, uh, engaging in Instagram lives. We catapulted a series of Instagram lives between Hilaria Baldwin, for example, and and a, and a leading nutritionist, and, and we just let them kind of riff for ten minutes about about early childhood nutrition and you know pain points and uh, anxieties and desires and real problems that parents face when it comes to picky eating and, and nutrition and um, and baby led weaning and all the things that parents struggle with. So we we get those um, that uh, that ten minute authentic. Um, Instagram live and then we've been um, splicing it up into shorter snippets uh, maybe you know 30 60 second snippets and and um, driving awareness behind those and, and really educating and trying to establish thought leadership and giving a plaque really be part of the conversation when it comes to early childhood nutrition that's amazing so those snippets are you, you're like basically then going and boosting them again or putting them on your website or in your newsletters or anything else exactly so we've we've seen great success um you know putting them in, in emails we've been boosting them as well the influencers themselves have been uh, putting that putting them on their IGTV lives and then within you know 24 hours we've been seeing 20 30,000 views so getting getting the word out there and really uh, weaving uh, else because we are we are backed by by science but rooted in nature and and we have um we have excellent um excellent food scientists and we want to be at the, at the forefront of, of the conversation of what's happening and and um and in this space and also part of uh really leading the discussion and, and starting conversations between parents and influencers in terms of what matters to them in this space and, and really trying to provide real solutions for other parents who may be watching these clips. So we've been spreading the content through Facebook as well, through through YouTube so to drive more longevity. And uh, it seems to to really be be working. Influencer marketing is has probably accounted for uh, at least um, 30 to 40 percent of our sales in the, in the early months since since launch. That's awesome. Good to hear. So I'm going to jump to a topic because it's rare that I could speak to someone who's coming from my favorite place in the whole world. So I want to ask about Israel. What, what's the influencer landscape there? Like, like what's it like? Yeah, it's a great question. I'm, I'm happy to hear that you're, that you're so fond of, uh, so fond of Israel. That's, that's wonderful. Uh, we'd love, we'd love to, uh, to, to host you here sometime. <laughs> We'll show you around. Um, in terms Thank of um, in terms of the, the space here, I think that um, Israel, the, the scene here, when it comes to to influencers, it's it's uh, predominantly micro micro influencers. Certainly, there are some um, there are some macro influencers, but micro influencers have really found their their place. Interestingly enough, uh, in our early approach on. Uh, uh, celebrity influencers, influencers. We we tried to um, to partner with uh, Gal Gadot, who is of mm-hmm. course uh, Israeli, and she has uh, two young daughters. But uh, her schedule is, uh, has been extremely extremely busy. But she's she's a wonderful uh, wonderful individual. So we're not working because we're not currently retailed in Israel. I think in the future we we would be. 
So we're not working with influencers locally, but there is a pretty vibrant scene here in Israel in terms of influencers. And I've worked with some in my, in my past roles uh, at SodaStream and, and Ahava. And it seems to be as effective here as it is in, in other markets. It's pretty, um, it's pretty mature in terms of its development uh, in Israel as well. Awesome. It's interesting to hear. And I, I don't, you know, I read the news from the U.S., so I, I want to understand from you also, like, challenges and benefits of being a marketer from Israel. Other than the weather, which was an improvement versus my, my, <laughs> Canadian, uh, my Canadian background. Um, so Israel is, um, you know, many call it, of course, of course, startup nation. Um, so it's very, um, it's very much rooted in, in high tech and, and, and a fast paced scene. I think, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot of B2B companies here, many tech, many tech companies. Uh, there aren't that many consumer packaged good brands. I mean, Ahava, SodaStream, and now else with the exciting things it's doing there, they're, they're probably very much in the minority in terms of what's happening in, in Israel. So of course, there's in today's world when we're you know we're based in Tel Aviv but we're focused on the U.S. market so there's there's definitely a, you know time zones and working with some of our partners across the pond but that's pretty pretty par for the course anywhere for the yeah. course yeah par for the course so um, you know Israel definitely has um, a great a great marketing scene there's a lot of B two B marketing. Um, and it's exciting to be to be able to tap into consumer goods uh, out of Israel and really um, you know work on a purpose driven brand like like Else Nutrition, which is trying to make bring sustainable, better for baby nutrition and, and spread that across the world. So it's definitely been a fun. I've been in Israel now for seven years, and it's been a, a really um, a really interesting time and, and been very different culturally than it is to, to be a marketer in North America. There's a, it's a very, very, it is a very, very fast startup uh, pace and uh, you have to really be uh, extra agile, I would say, working in Israel. Uh-huh. But it must be so exciting, especially because you say like there's so few CPG or like consumer brands there. So like you're like the standout. That's so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And it's uh Israel's a, Israel's a volcano of, of, uh, of talent, um, you know, across many areas like this, this country has wonderful um, artists, be they in uh, Jerusalem or Tel Aviv, it has amazing um, scientists, uh, you know, and, and food engineers and uh, in the agriculture space. So it's amazing to be uh, in a place that's, you know, it's only about 9 million people. But there's so many, um, so many areas of uh, of talent, and really mm-hmm. to be part of that, part of that mosaic, and it's it's definitely it's definitely fun to be part of a, a consumer consumer packaged goods brand that's that's just emerging and really is uh, disrupting a sector that's been fairly fairly stagnant for about a century, and um, trying to reshape uh, reshape what it looks like. It sounds amazing. So I'm going to ask you, um, what's 2021 around the corner? What's new and exciting for Else in the new year? Yeah, so it's it's going to be uh, an exciting year. We we're we're starting to say um, that uh, we're starting to look look forward to telling our our wonderful uh, fans, followers, and customers that uh, they should make 2021 something else. They should make mm-hmm. it a year of something else. <laughs> 
and um, you know everybody hopefully will have a, a better and, and more optimistic year in terms of in terms of else nutrition we are um, we have some new exciting uh, product innovation developments so we're we have in the pipeline for Q1 um, complete plant-based kids nutrition so both a, a chocolate and a vanilla flavor with, with uh, low sugar, but a, a great taste and um, a, a wonderful uh, nutritional panel of healthy fats, uh, great protein, et cetera. So we're really excited to launch the two kids products and we think they're, they're gonna be a great addition to the portfolio. And we're also going to be looking at a complimentary nutrition product um, later in the year for six months plus. Uh, this year and also looking to enter retail. So uh, typically uh, pre-COVID, the baby uh, food sector was about 20% online and um, definitely that's, that's increased during COVID, but we're, we're really excited and, um, to get into retail and we have some great partners that we're, we're going to be working with to make our product um, as accessible as possible for, for wanting parents. And then also ge geographic expansion. So looking towards um, Europe, specifically Western Europe in, in 2021. So lots of fun things ahead and um, likely going to be announcing also uh, in Q1, if not potentially Q2, um, a very big uh, celebrity uh, endorser who will be a uh, uh, an ambassador and, and a key voice for the brand. Wow, that's exciting. You're going to keep us in suspense. <laughs> to be continued. Yes. yes. Um, well, this is amazing. And I'm sure all the retailers, they have to snatch this up. It's an amazing product. Um, so we wish you a lot of luck in the new year. Um, but my final question, which I always ask, is name an influencer you love to follow but hate to admit that you do. <laughs> that's a good one. So I, th I would say, um, being a, a marketing uh, fiend that I am, I, I, I do typically listen, tend to listen a lot on uh, drives to and from work to uh, Gary, Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk. Yeah, me too. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think it's, uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if I would hate to admit it, but uh, definitely I know he's, he's, uh, he's, he's uh, an interesting uh, figure and uh, very vibrant and lively, but I think... Um, he has many interesting uh, insights in, in the marketing space, and and um, I'm also a big uh, big Tony Robbins fan as okay. well. So he's a, a very influential individual, and mm -hmm. um, really think he does uh, great great stuff. I just uh, with Gary V. I love first of all I slept my son on his eighth birthday to stand in line to meet him in New Jersey. Oh wow! Oh wow! <laughs> I won't be forgiven for that, but. Um, but I just love his message more around, I mean, he's been doing it for a long time, but just leading with kindness and kindness and kindness. Sure. I just Empathy, think that, kindness, yeah, gratitude, most, all things that we should be uh, teaching, yeah. teaching uh, the next generation. Definitely. Yeah. Did you meet him at the at his store, at the family store there? What happened? Uh, did you meet uh, Gary at his store? Oh, yeah. Oh, did I meet? I thought you said, there were, yeah, I met. There was, yeah. I'm like, oh, there'll be like 10 people there. And there was like 500 <laughs> people in line. Yeah. Yeah, it was pre-COVID, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's, he's crazy. Great. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's so lovely having you on the show, and um, wishing you just all the best of success. Um, yeah, and hopefully one day I will meet you in Israel. 
we look forward to it. Thank you so much, Sherry. I really appreciate it. Thank you, too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Hashtag Influencer. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and review us wherever you get your podcasts from. For all of our episodes and more information about our guests, head to podcast.babblebox.com. That's box with two X's. And stay tuned for next week's episode, where Babblebox CEO Sherry Langbert interviews another great guest. This is Hashtag Influencer.